0: Live from Locust Street Studio, this is Episode 2 of Season 2 of the Hudson Havoc Podcast. John Wecken is my name. I'm joined by Havoc head coach Brett Wall. We're going to review the opening game of the of the 21-22 season as the Hudson Havoc took on the Minnesota Moves. We're going to do a player profile and a former player call-in on this week's episode. Thank you for joining us, and uh, Brett, welcome to the uh, to the podcast.
1: I appreciate you having me back.
0: So the season got underway, a lot of preparations uh, leading up to this. You went up to Fogarty Arena in Blaine and took on the Minnesota Moose, came away with a nice 4-1 to win. Tell us about some of the highlights of the game.
1: Well, uh, first and third period were filled with power play and pony kill, so they've got a lot of work on our special teams. Um, a, a little earlier uh, work on our pony kill than I would have liked uh, personally. Um, we got out there within the first few minutes and actually took a high-sticking pony with a little bit of blood and some of the guys that were new to junior hockey were like, you know, what the heck, a, a four-minute penalty. Um, and I just was telling the guys, like, yeah, well, when, the, when there's blood, like there is in the NHL, it's four minutes. And I think some of our guys were in shock. So we got a good little start in uh, preparation with the PK there. We've been working on it for a little bit in practice. Obviously, with the guys coming in uh, more recently, it's been an opportunity for us to kind of uh, work on a few other things. And special teams, I guess, hasn't really been our main focus. Uh, but I was very, very happy that we got a lot of gameplay action with that and, and really positive reps. Uh, started the first thing was like five or six minutes on the penalty kill it was a little rough. Guys were a little bit excited, not lazy or dumb penalties. Just things that were out the gates, just you know, kind of back in game mode. Things weren't really going our way off the start, but uh, got down by a goal. We did give up a goal on the power play there. I think later in the in the second penalty, which is fine. And what I loved about our bench is the response. Like nobody was out of the game. Nobody was down. Nobody was upset. Like I, it was it was different. Like it felt really good. Like I feel like in the past years I've been having to coach body language and attitude, and the attitude we have in this team is like. All right, like next shift, like we're going forward and, and something that I found really to be encouraging, but also too exciting to be around as a coach. So you haven't played since March. Correct. So and, and now we're into October.
0: So there's 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 a there's a long layoff. Going in going into the game as as a coach, lead us up to maybe the first you know, five, ten minutes before before puck drop. What's going through Brett Wall's mind?
1: You know, I I know we're going to be detailed. I know we're going to be disciplined. Like I'm not too worried about our our structure that's in place. I'm worried about the execution from all guys at one time, all five guys on the ice. we are still got a lot of new guys that are learning each other, trusting each other, uh, learning to communicate, hearing each other's voices and gameplay for the first time. There's just a lot of things that kind of happen that uh, you haven't really seen yet with some of these guys or with the squad, like how do we react if we get scored against? How do we react if we get up with a goal? You know what? What's our mannerisms if we're leading in the third, or we're down by a third? You know what does that look like? So for me, just kind of a lot of running through, I guess, situational stuff and kind of mock things in my head of kind of what could potentially present itself, and really kind of coming prepared. Uh, us as a staff work all week long to make sure we're ready for games. So I felt very comfortable going in. I felt like the guys were ready to go. But it's just you know you never know what's going to happen at the end of the day with a brand new squad, a team, and especially playing against a tough team like the Moose and a national contender that they are, and and they're building. Um, to go in there on the road, you just you never really know. But a great test to our character, um, and I really like the character they got to see. You know, from the response from us,
0: and, and that leads me into my to my next question. The most you're going to see them multiple times this year. They're they're yep. in your division. What what did you you see really from them? You know, you're going to meet them meet them again. Were you were you impressed? Were you what was your impression of of them?
1: But. I think they're probably the best coach team in the league outside of the havoc. Personally, I, I think when you're competing, you got two coaches that are competing against each other. We match lines. We're both engaged. We're both intrigued. Both teams are prepared, so they're well coached. Uh, you look at their forwards; they've got 12 to 13 guys dressed every night that can absolutely play, um, just like we do. If you look at their D, they've got you know six, seven D dressed just like we do that can absolutely play. And and one thing I really like about these games is I know that there's 40 guys that are dressed on the ice that are worthy of an NCAA opportunity. And that's what's so exciting for me. I think it's a game just getting our new guys really understanding what the capacity that it takes to really get to this level and the intensity that you have to really push it to uh, to be successful in a game like that. And I love that our guys kind of came in with very loose and open-minded and and willing to work and kind of the highs and lows. But I think we definitely saw a hard-working hockey team there. Like There was never a second where they stopped or went away. Uh, a lot of power play and pony kill back and forth kind of slowed the game back down, and we were just fortunate enough in the second period when we got some five-on-five play to have some pucks go in the net.
0: Well, you, you have some new guys, as you alluded to. We're going to talk more more yep. about them. Any um, any surprises from, from the new guys that, that are were, were playing their first game as a Havoc?
1: I, I don't want to say surprises. When these guys are recruited to Hudson, there's an expectation. Like, our guys are going to be rookies, per se, um, first games as junior hockey players, but these are also guys that are truly one day or one step away uh, from being in the North American League Hockey League or the NCDC or possibly a year from now playing NCAA hockey so from our expectation like we there's no real surprises um, I think some guys just getting their first game under their belt like it's good just to kind of be there right it, it's one of those things that we said last week like you don't know what war is like until you've gone to war now all these guys that know they're capable that are ha- like are know they're able to be here know they're worthy of playing here know they got a spot in the lineup like how does this look when I get out here? How does this feel? What's a game day like? Like, What's the routine? Right. Um, getting through everything. So I think really like that, that was kind of the highlight of it. Um, the guy that we have coming on, Harut Terosian, um, had a great game with three assists. Uh, Harvey Dove had two goals and assists. Cooper Anderson, another rookie, um, had two assists up front. That line, as far as young guys, were really going. Uh, but then you got guys like Ben Stewart chipping in his first junior A goal. Um, guys on the back end that are fresh for us, like Gabe Stoner and uh, Jackson Taylor really played well and then our returning pieces as well, I think, contributed and are better than they were last year um, and have stepped up as leaders and kind of contributors as well. So I just really like seeing where everyone's at and kind of having the game plan under our belt, knowing that practice is carrying over to games, and now we have two weeks here to really kind of prepare um, and really polish up for kind of the long stretch here of the season.
0: So the, the clock ticks zero. You go on the road to open the season, and you beat a good team in your division on their home ice. What's, uh, what's going on in that locker room after after the game went final?
1: Uh, I mean, at Hudson, we have a lot of fun. I mean, we want to win, and and I believe in celebrate winning. Like, we put a lot of work and a lot of preparation into coming prepared for a hockey game to win, and to be able to go out there and execute is huge. Um, Came in the locker room, was kind of silent at first. I think a few guys were waiting for my reaction. I came in, gave a heck yeah. Uh, Boys went wow. We put on some tunes. Um, And then what we do is we do the elevate nutrition player of the game. Um, And one of our assistant coaches who... To say that he has won a lot of hockey games would be an understatement. Uh, this guy's a national title um, as, a, as a Division three head coach, has coached at the Division one level, has won at the national championship levels of players. This guy's won a lot of hockey games. Um, but Coach Dean Telefist got our player of the game for just kind of getting his first win with the organization <laughs> and program. Uh, so I thought it was fitting. I thought it was kind of cool that that was the idea of some of the leaders and the older guys uh, to kind of mention that and bring that up. So to know that he's made an impact as well with the new coaching staff and changes that we've made there um, is awesome as well. So we... Uh, we did that. We nailed the uh, the puck on the board every time we win a game. We have a two by four that we carry around, uh, and we put the game puck in there just as a way to kind of say, "Hey, like this is what we've done. We can look back, we can reflect, and, and realize that winning's fun when you work hard."
0: So you went four to one. Is there anything? Of course, a game one. There's going to be things because we have, we have a long road ahead. Are there any things coming away from that that you want to work on, or, or do you think maybe need some improvement going into uh, your next game?
1: I think just overall in all three zones, a little bit of communication, just developing that trust and understanding of where guys are going to be. Um, first time we've gone to war together and battled together, we've competed against each other. We know how hard everyone works every day in practice, and you know, I think we make each other that route. But until you get in that kind of battle together, um, it's really kind of tough. And I think now that we kind of have that under our belt, a lot of guys have that trust, have that understanding, and they're starting to really grow a little bit more and kind of create that chemistry. Um, so I think that's something I think that's going to keep getting better. Another thing for us, like, uh the power play pony kill an area we definitely know we got to work a little bit more on the, the, the game like that where it's back and forth back and forth it could have easily been won and lost on the power play and there's going to be multiple um times this season where i think you know a special team's goal for or goal against is going to be the difference between us winning a game and losing a game in this tight midwest west division so i think that's something we really got to brush up and tighten up on like we had a five on three at one point and i'm going to be 100 percent you the first time we talked about it was during the timeout Um, Other than that, we've been working on our five-on-four and getting guys kind of organized and together, finding the right pieces and what works and what doesn't. So we spent some time doing that, but other things kind of got not necessarily pushed aside, but just didn't really, you know, rank priority at the time. When you got a brand new group of guys coming in, you've got to teach O zone, D zone, face-off structure, all these kind of things, you know, neutral zone four checks, neutral zone, you know, quick ups and things like that, what we're going to do in transition. So there's just a lot of things that, you know, really go into that preparation. That's something we kind of put secondary and you know, we were fortunate to get a power play goal. We were fortunate enough to only give one uh, goal against on the power play uh, or a penalty kill, which was extremely nice. And something I think we did a great job of cleaning up. Coach Mike Fazio had the guys rolling on the PK and, and felt really good with what they were doing and loved kind of the effort and the jam. Um, Logan and blocking shots left and right. Uh, Elijah O'Neal, something that stood out for me, kind of the play of the game. We had a 4-1 uh, win, but for me in a 4-1 game with 20 seconds left, Guy goes out to block a shot and lays down, and the puck gets out of our zone. Uh, for me, that's just kind of the heart and soul stuff that I loved kind of seeing. And, you know, a lot of positives to take away in and, and some areas for us definitely to grow. But I think a lot, a lot of positives.
0: So in, in, uh, in most weekends, you have a Friday and, and a Saturday game. On this opening weekend, it was, it was just the Friday game. So as the season progresses, we're going to get more into the, the two-game two series. So uh, w- what did you do on Saturday night?
1: Uh, so, on Saturday, actually, all day long, to be honest with you, we uh, helped and volunteered at the Sportsman Raffle here for the Hudson Hockey Association to help raise some money for them. Uh, a big event that is truly incredible, to say the least. I was in awe of how many people, how many guns. Uh, we had a nice steak dinner, um, and just the community support was fantastic. So, we woke up early that morning, and I felt uh, a little bad for some of the guys. I think, you know, after the first win, guys are getting back a little bit later, kind of want to rest and recover. But, Didn't hear a peep as far as complaining from any guy. Um, We were there, I think it was like 9 a.m. to kind of set up tables. I mean heavy lifting, moving, organizing, getting things set up. Um, So guys did that. They went home, took a quick nap and got some lunch and came back and then we're working from 4 o'clock in the afternoon until 9.30 at night. Um, As far as serving food, showing people their tables, helping with the raffle, um, helping with gun registrations, carrying them to and from raffle tables to the registrar. Uh, So it was just kind of cool to really see the community support and the guys there and We were all done up in our Havoc uh, quarter zips that we had there, so the guys were looking sharp, and just kind of their first opportunity to kind of show their faces not behind a helmet to the community, and I think we were really accepted a lot and um, really appreciate the opportunity for us to be there too. Um, But at the same time as well, I know how much the association appreciated us being there. Um, So I just want to make sure the players understand that, you know, this is how we work and operate with such a great, you know, community rink um, that does a lot for us. And so uh,
0: you rose... uh, raised some money or, or assisted with them to, to do that. Another thing you did recently, and I, I saw this on social media, and this really keeps in theme of, of, of uh, what a great community partner the Hudson Havoc is, you took your team down to uh, feed the starving children. I saw that out on Twitter. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: I first want to start by saying that Table 8 won. There's no questions there. <laughs> uh, I was on Table 8. Uh, Harut Trosian, who will be on here in just a bit, he was on Table 8. Uh, we had Logan Graf, we had Blake Stanton, we had Brock Hart. Um, so we pretty much filled the most boxes and the most bags. Everyone else, we appreciated them being there, but it wasn't even a race. Uh, but we went down there. It's a time for us to kind of get together. One thing that I really like about giving back to the community in the area up here is one, they're, they're allowed for us to be. like they, they oh, they open or have open arms for us. They're, they're very welcoming. Like we want you here. Um, and that's something for me I want to show my guys. Like you got to give back to it. And I think we had a lot of fun being together. Uh, we went to a community service event, and it ended up being a team hangout and bonding session. Mm-hmm. I think we had a little bit more fun than guys even realize, and that's kind of what we want to show. Like HUD Vegas, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, like, it's the thing to do. It's the cool place to be, and it's just it's, it's what's going on. Um, and I think we really kind of helped instill some of that last night. Had a lot of fun um, and did a little bit of, kind of had a little bit of chaos with each other and just kind of some nudges back and forth. Uh, AG had a good one to Harut that I won't bring up, uh, but I thought it was pretty good. It silenced the rookie. Um so it was just a lot of fun guys being together, but knowing at the same time that we're helping out and doing a great thing as well.
0: Saw that on uh on Twitter out there. Of course, give the give the Hudson Havoc a follow on the Hudson Havoc Twitter. Now you have a bye week this week, but but you still have some things going on. Tell us about what's coming up this upcoming weekend here in Hudson.
1: Uh so this weekend our guys are gonna be helping uh with the Youth Hockey Association HHA evaluations. And tryouts, So our guys will help up with some of the drills, moving some pucks, running guys through some things, uh, being on the benches during the scrimmage and kind of acting as coaches and door openers and making sure that um, there's nothing crazy happening on the bench and the guys are organized and their numbers are showing and all that stuff. So the guys up top are able to evaluate uh, and make the correct decisions on where each kid's supposed to be.
0: And that, that sounds like a lot of fun. And w- what's the time on that?
1: Uh, it's going to be all day throughout the day on okay. Friday night, uh, Saturday, and then Sunday as well. Um, and that's going to be all age levels, ranging from squirts and top to bantams.
0: And so, but yeah, basically what that is an evaluation process to, to put the teams together for the upcoming youth hockey season f- here in Hudson. Yep, correct. And so the Havoc is, is, is part of that, so that, that's tremendous. And so, as you continue to get prepared for the home opener, which is a week from Friday, what are some of the things you're working on? With such a kind of a you, you play one game and then you got a big gap before we get into more of the structured, consistent schedule, what are some of the things you're working on?
1: Uh, everything. There's nothing really specific that we're working on. We're working on everything. We're trying to incorporate a few new things uh, while at the same time still kind of keep reiterating team philosophies, things we do with the structure in which we play with, um, and not letting that get too far distant either. Uh, so honestly, when I say this, everything in these two weeks we, that we've been given here or, or 10 days, whatever it is, uh, is truly a blessing and an opportunity for us to treat last week as kind of like, I don't want to say a preseason game because it was not. I think our boys knew the importance and the impact that has on our thing um, gonna be very honest with you. Such a massive week, and I've spoken to seven schools since that day, okay. um, and been very, very excited about the opportunities that have kind of presented some of our players. Kind, of, you know, obviously a lot of work left, in a lot of games. Nobody's you know signed and sealed with anything, but um, just the opportunities and the start the guys had. You know, the guys understand how important that is. But you can now kind of treat now that we've moved past. It's sort of like a, an exhibition. We saw some stuff. We know what we need to work on. We can come back yep. to the drawing board. We know some areas that maybe need a little bit less time, but still need to kind of go, go back and be you know, touched up a little bit. But it really gave us a chance as a coaching staff to have a better understanding of kind of where we're at as a team, our character, our personnel, our work ethic, um, and just kind of have a little better, I guess, understanding of our identity, to be honest with you. There's a young man to your right, and we're going to profile him in, in our upcoming
0: second segment in the Hudson Havoc profile. Tell us a little bit about him before we hear more from
1: him. Uh, number 50, Harut Tirosian, uh big power forward out of Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Um, a guy that we got f- from a guy that actually came... Um, from coaching Kevin, I just can't believe almost called him Kevin on air, that's unbelievable Evan Eisenstark, um, prior I, I got a phone call, and we'll kind of touch on that story it's a unique one on how we kind of fight him, found him in his recruiting process to get here um, but got a phone call from him, said you've got to check this guy out, um, and before you know it we had him here in Hudson and we've been extremely happy to have him been unbelievable at the rink and in the community Harut Tarosian is going to be our Hudson Havoc player profile coming up in segment number two, Coach Brett
0: Wall, we're going to hear from you one last time during the uh, this week's podcast we want to step away hear from some of our great sponsors and we'll be back with more Hudson Havoc podcasts from Locust Street Studio
2: Friday October 15th the Hudson Havoc opened their home season schedule at Gornick Arena taking on the Rum River Mallards puck drop at 7 p.m. the hop and barrel warming house is back again and open for business during the Havoc game tickets are $10 kids 10 and under are free Come on out and see your Hudson Havoc on October 15th at 7 p.m. And
0: we are back with segment number two. Harut Tarosian is going to be our Hudson Havoc player profile, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, the the season is underway, and we got a little bit of information about you, but I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, What's your background in hockey? How did you get started? Where are you from? What brought you to Hudson?
3: so uh i am from hoffman estates illinois and uh hockey uh, started around when i was three years old started skating just for uh, fun my parents got me into it and then as i started skating more and more at the rink i saw you know kids playing with like sticks and stuff like that and helmets i'm like mom i want to do this they were hesitant at first and then uh after a while I've around like four or five gone to hockey and haven't stopped since then
0: what did you play? Did you play? When was your first organized hockey that you
3: played? Uh, I think I was about five years old or so, like Mini Mites. And then from there, I've been playing every single year. Haven't really taken a break, to be honest with you. So, love the sport. Who was
0: some of your hockey influences, uh, whether it's NHL, college, or whoever, you know, during
3: growing up? So, uh, when I was younger, uh, Chicago Blackhawks fan, I, enjoy, I really enjoyed watching Patrick Kane. Um, loved how he was patient with the puck, his vision, and stuff like that. So trying to imitate it as much as I could when I was younger. And then uh, trying to just go from there. And then obviously working on my own skills in my house and at the rink and dry land and stuff like that really got me to where I am today.
0: Now, playing in high school, where did you play for during your high school years?
3: So I went to St. Vitor High School in Arlington Heights, Illinois. And uh, that's who I played for. Um, I played under coach Tim Benz. He was, uh, he came in my freshman year. We got a new coaching staff, him and his two brothers, Chris and Greg. And so um, they really turned our organization around. Um, our first year in the CCHL, the Catholic League, we uh, ended up winning their first year as a head coach and then won our second year, my sophomore year as well. And then um, after that, we uh, moved into the Scholastic Hockey League, which we were playing all like the big public schools around Illinois and then, ended up coming second my junior year and then second in the league again my uh, senior year
0: what are some of the the uh experiences from during that period of playing at, at, at that age that you took away from from those high school years
3: um really there's nothing really matches playing in front of your uh students and your buddies in school and uh when they come pack the stands at our home rinks, sometimes in our away rinks as well that's unmatched you know like people play kids enjoy playing club hockey and you know, I'd love to play club hockey as well, but I do not take back anything from playing high school hockey and playing in front of all your friends.
0: So your high school days come to an end. When, when was the decision made said, hey, I, I want to continue to play this sport and, and, and pursue my dreams as a hockey player?
3: So uh, I really got into wanting to play junior hockey towards the end of my junior year, you know, in summer going into my senior year, talking with my coach. Um, that is when COVID started to happen in um main COVID year so it was kind of put on hold and didn't really know if I was going to go play college or go to juniors and try to excel in my game. So, and then it finally got finalized after the season ended, um, doing a bunch of different showcases and camps like that, um, across the U S
0: what was the path from that time period that brought you here to Hudson to become a Havoc member?
3: So uh, I ended up going out to the East coast about three times or so for, uh, showcases and combines. And then, um, went to a showcase in michigan and then after that it was kind of you know i did what i needed to do got my name out there got a lot of contacts and and things of that nature and then coming up late august as brett mentioned earlier um one of my former like teams i played against their head coach um he reached out to me and asked me if i had signed anywhere yet for a junior team i said no i have not he goes all right well you need to talk to the hudson havoc and coach wall um, and then he sent me his coach Wall's contact information and got the ball rolling from there. And I think it was within three or four days. I ended up loving what he was having here and then signed with them.
0: So what is a kid from Arlington Heights, Illinois rolling into Hudson, Wisconsin What's some of your first impressions of the community? Um, I
1: apologize. Can I interrupt here real quick? Go, go ahead. ahead. For, for me, like I just, I think that's the coolest story ever. Like I, I I'm going to be honest with you, I, I've never, I'd never saw you play prior. Um, i got a phone call from evan eisenstark's old coach and he said wally he's like you've got to check this kid out he's like he, he's the real deal and i was like okay like i've got a lot of real deal players like how good of a person is he?" he's like he's a great person and i was like okay well, i love that I was like well you know anything about his grades he's like yeah he's like those are fantastic too i said so you're telling me i can make move this kid on into a hockey and he's like honestly wally he's like if you give this kid everything you got he'll do the same thing in return i definitely think it's doable so i think like Truly, like how cool is that to where somebody else that never coached you before in a game is calling to say, hey, like, well, you've got to get this kid. Um, and I think that's truly just, you know, shows who you are as a person and a, and a leader for your previous team. And, you know, I know what that's like coaching against guys like you were thinking, man, I'd love to have him on my team. I've um, been fortunate to kind of get a few guys like that. But uh, a guy that truly, you know, when I heard the other teams you were talking to, um, I was like, wow, like this guy has really spoken to some of our competitors. Truly, I, I need to make sure I'm in the mix here. And got the opportunity to see some film and stuff. And uh, one of the things that I truly loved was, you know, the first one's like a nice goal. And that's kind of normal for, you know, the highlight videos and the clips. But like two or three clips in, this guy's like laying body down to block a shot. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, this is the kind of stuff I want here. Um, And I'll never forget. It was actually me, Dean, and Coach Marty um, down in the uh, downtown office watching your video. And Dean was like, this guy is big. And he can skate. And he can shoot. And I was like, we got to have him. Um, and so I actually kind of made the wildest recruiting comment ever of my life. Uh, he, he was talking to us and another team, in our division. I won't say who, but they're a fantastic team that usually finishes tied at to top with us or battles with us on a regular basis. So I think people can kind of put that together. But I was just like, man, like if you don't end up with our program or their program, like you're, you're going to push yourself in the wrong direction. Um, and I'm extremely happy you ended up here in Hudson. If you ended up at the other place, I would have been a massive fan of you on the other team and supporter of you. Um, but, man, we're extremely
3: grateful to have you here. I'm extremely happy to be here as well.
0: And so, you, you, again, you're, roll, you're rolling into Hudson. Had you ever been to Hudson, Wisconsin before?
3: Um, I had been up here two years ago for a showcase that I did on my uh, junior year. So, when your
0: first practice with the Havoc, what did you take away from that?
3: Um, I really enjoyed the up-tempo of the practice and how um, we were skating for two hours, two and a half hours, and there's really no break. We're, at, we're going, 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 trying to excel every single day.
0: What do you think are some of your your um top skill sets as as a hockey player?
3: So uh I like to use my um size, my frame and mm-hmm. I'm getting faster and faster so I'm using that to my advantage as well, shielding the puck. Um I also think I'm my vision is very w- good on the ice, being able to slow the game down if I can and make the correct passes and then um another attribute of mine is I personally believe I have a very good shot. Um so I can get it off, come flying down the wing, you know, or one-timers up high on the power play or backdoor opportunities.
0: We're one only one game into the season, and it's a long season. What are some of your personal goals you hope to achieve this season with the Havoc?
3: Um, I hope to become a better player every single day, um, excel at my game and my style of play, which practicing every day in the teams that we play in our division are extremely, extremely uh, difficult. So that will help me excel to – hopefully move on to the next and higher level
0: so you're moving moving to hudson and uh you're going to be you're going to be a resident of hudson for the next several months at least that's the plan right now tell us about your uh, billet family
3: so yes i live with the Destacios, uh scott and shelley they also have a younger son who is 13 logan um they're amazing family um my first year ever billeting or moving away from Mm -hmm. home and living with a different family um they've they brought me with open arms they are phenomenal they are they gave me a nice room, very comfortable bed to sleep on, which is important um, very supportive of me, um always asking me you know what I'm doing for hockey, what I have going on, this that the other, and in turn, I also dropped the kid off, take him to practices if need be, go to his events as well, and spend time with them and just overall, just an amazing family and I'm extremely grateful that I ended up with them
0: so so you're you're part of a team now what are what are your initial thoughts of some of your teammates
3: um My initial thoughts were wow like all these kids were right there and they're phenomenal hockey players that they know what to do they come in they work every single day just like i do they, we're all here for the same reason and i believe that that is truly why we're we could have a very successful season because we all want to work and we all compete every single day
0: so you've uh gotten to know your coach to your left your brett wall what, is, what what is uh what's your relationship with brett wall been in your in your time here with us
3: um i think it's been a pretty fun here um he's a great coach great person um really wants the best for all his players um in the meantime when we have some open time you know we go uh, golfing i think we've been once or twice he's a pretty good golfer um i was on the winning end of that yeah yeah, you were you were so uh but great person outside the rink when it comes to the rink and comes to practice and games it's you know you got to focus you got to Help your team out. You got to make sure everyone's on the same page, and just being able to have two different personalities like that is a is a great great thing to have. And been loving him, love him as a coach. Um, when I first started talking to him as well over the phone, I was like, he means business. He knows what he wants, and he knows what he wants to do with all his players.
0: So, uh, what are your some of your aspirations? Is, do you have any colleges potentially that you would 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 favor? you know, moving on to the next level?
3: Um, at this point, no, I'm not. Um, I haven't really talked to any colleges. I don't really have a specific spot I'd like to go to. I would just like to go to this place that would suit me the best, best college that I could play at, at the highest level possible.
1: So and, John, we, we won't say this on air, and, and I know he's sitting out here probably skin-crawling because he's like, you know, do I say something, do I not? Um, a, a guy that we got a phone call for game one, he goes out, has three assists, plays really, really well. Um, his line with Dove and, and Anderson really kind of dominated, I think, and really kind of helped propel us th- over the edge there and uh, loved the effort they brought. So that line got a lot of attention. We did get a phone call. I, I won't say what school. He's sure. been informed, and he knows who, who called about him. Um, again, it, it, it's just a start. It doesn't mean guys are signed or sealed or anything like that, but for a rookie coming to the league and game one making an impact like that, that that's huge. Um, still a lot of work to do. I don't want you getting comfortable or confident. You know that. Um, but it's a massive start for him, and I think also, too, a big confidence boost knowing you're able to play here and knowing that you know, the work you have put in, the preparation you have prepared for yourself with and all the time and effort put into this, it really is going to pay off if you continue to do this. For sure.
0: What's the pride you feel putting on that havoc jersey? And th- this this is a program that has had a lot of success in in recent years, and it's and it's a fairly new program. When you put on that logo, it's a fantastic logo. Not only wearing it uh, at the game, but even around town and and some of, of what that havoc, uh, what the organization has built here. Uh, what what's the pride you feel being part of that?
3: Um, it's it's unbelievable. Um, before I came out here. Um I ended up getting hockey TV because we needed it for the season for my parents to watch back home. And I was watching some of the older games that were on there and sure. I was like, these kids mean business and Coach Wall means business. And being able to finally you know, come out here, get through all the practices and put on that jersey for the first time was an unbelievable, unbelievable feeling. Just being able to represent the Hudson Havoc is truly an amazing experience. And knowing that everybody in the community is right on my back to support us and the team and for my little bill bro looking up to me as a bigger brother and maybe possibly him playing here one day as he gets older and for other kids in the community, it's truly a special thing. So we're going to bring
0: coach in. this is kind of a tradition that we've done with uh, player profiles, going back to your days in, in Arlington Heights. Now, Brett, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. You've got a couple of questions just about what a day in, in Arlington Heights pr- maybe would be like.
1: So Arlington Heights is where the high school is, correct? Correct. Same Viter, okay. and then Hoffman Estates is, Hoffman Estates. is where yes. is where we reside. Yes. But question: We're in the Chicago land area. Yep. Where are we going? What are we doing? We have, say, twenty four hours. What's what do we got to do?
3: So I got to think about this here. And don't so tell me you go to the Bean. No, no. I've been at the Bean maybe once or twice, and it's the same thing every single or time. Or Six
0: Flags. That's where I'd go. I've
3: been there. I do love <laughs> Six
1: Flags. <laughs> That's great Create America.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. great. Um. I would say you gotta go uh, you know, there's a lot of breakfast joints around, but um I would say you probably have to go to um, Jojo's which is probably a two minute drive from the from my house. So okay. they have amazing breakfast food there. Um, and then moving on to lunch or
1: you tell me, what what are we doing next? Where do we go where do we where do we play nine holes of golf at? Where where do we get so, lunch? Where do we get dinner? So what that's are we do in the evening? So
3: right after breakfast you could head Directly across the street to Poplar Creek Golf Course at Golf Club, they have phenomenal 18 holes there. Beautiful course. Um, after that, if you want to play nine or 18, depending how long, you can go get some lunch. You can go to. Um, there is, you know, Portillo's, Chicagoland area. Love Portillo's. One, one of the top. Oh, yeah. One of the top foods around there. Or if you're feeling pizza, you can go to Luminati's. Get the deep dish pizza. I was going to ask you. So what well, is if it's your? Chicago, it, it's got to be deep. It, dish, is right? Luminati's your pizza? uh luminati's is the pizza yes for sure i dude. love
1: luminati's and then if we're downtown i love gino's east
3: yes that's very good as classic. well classic
1: i've written my name on that wall about 100 times okay okay
3: um but yeah pizza deep dish in not my opinion nothing really compares to the deep dish from chicago so I uh, agree. um and then from there uh for dinner you there's um unbelievable amounts of food you can go get um because i live uh, Woodfield Mall, which is one of the biggest malls in our in Chicagoland area, is about ten minutes from my house. And Streets of Woodfield has all these amazing restaurants: Texas Day, Brazil, Season Fifty Two, all okay. these. Okay. I the, like the sounds of these. Yeah, Maggiano's, all these amazing. I love me Maggiano's. Oh, it's amazing food. So, you know, you got to pick your food, what you want to do for that night. We want to eat. So, so yeah, that's probably top 3 choices for breakfast lunch and dinner.
1: Well then we got to ask the hard question. Are you Cubs or Sox? Oh, Cubs. Uh. All right, <laughs> Cubs. Then I have to ask about this story. So, I met your dad. Okay. And huge personality. Love it. Yep. Like very easygoing, very fun to talk to. Yep. So, he's TikTok famous?
3: Uh, he tells <laughs> me tell you about this. Yes, yeah, so uh um this was a trend probably I think it was Easter last year. Yeah, Easter. Um, and we had everybody over. And me and my cousins were, you know, just have a, sitting around the family just looking at our phones on TikTok. And me and my uh, older cousin, Talia, she, uh, we go, all right, we got to make a TikTok here. So the trend at that time was you would ask uh, your father or parent a question of, you know, like, how's the food? And they go, this is bussin', no cap. <laughs> and then you'd ask, you'd ask their, their parents, like my grandparents. You ask them, um, and you ask them how's the food, and they would do like this little uh, sheesh thing when they point at their arm. <laughs> and so my grandpa and my dad, I did it with them. Absolutely killed it. Um, got around 4.8 million views. <laughs> really? And, and o- yeah, is that not crazy? And over uh, 875 thousand likes. So it, it blew up because of my grandpa because he he took it you know two steps over what it needed (laughs) to be which uh made it go uh, viral and he's always wanted to be famous you know always jokes around with us and after i showed him that i go well grandpa here you go you're famous now so it got reposted all over instagram and different uh meme pages and stuff like that so yeah my dad and my grandpa are tiktok famous Man, you're gonna have to score a highly real goal to get some more views than that somehow. Oh, for sure. That's not. I don't know what's gonna cut it to bring it up to 4.8 million views, but it's got to be something special. For it's sure. gonna be something, for sure. So uh, obviously, you're 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 away from home,
0: away away from family. Yes. Uh, family's gonna hear this podcast, hopefully. Yes. What uh, what does family mean to you?
3: Family means everything to me. Um, I am extremely close with my, close with my family. Uh, my sister, uh, she's a senior in high school, Marie mm-hmm. Tarosian. We are two peas in a pod you know you know siblings fight a lot and this that the other but we're we both care for each other we both support each other i go to a volleyball game she comes to all my hockey games and a lot of love spending time with my family um parents both work hard at work so don't get to see them as much on some days but they're working to help support myself and my sister and what we need to do in school and sports like that and um see see my grandparents a lot uh, from my dad's side, my mom's side, they're on, my mom's from Montreal, so okay. harder to see them, her side of the family, haven't seen him in a little bit, but we call her uh, my grandfather, her mom, uh, my mom's dad, almost every day, just to get, you know, hear his voice, he can talk to us and stuff like that, so family is a huge part of my life.
0: Haruch it's been a a pleasure getting to know you. Number 50 out on the ice for for the Hudson Havoc, and we wish you the best of luck this year, and and welcome to Hudson, and uh, thank you for coming on and spending some time with us.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, we're going to close this segment down. We're going to have our first call-in segment coming up here, but uh, for now you're listening to the Hudson Havoc podcast from Locust Street Studio.
2: Friday, October 15th, the Hudson Havoc open their home season schedule at Gornick Arena, taking on the Rum River Mallards. Puck drop at 7 p.m. The and Barrel Warming House is back again and open for business during the Havoc game. Tickets are $10. Kids 10 and under are free. Come on out and see your Hudson Havoc on October 15th at 7 p.m. Welcome
0: back to Locust Street Studio. Our next segment on the Hudson Havoc Podcast, Episode 2, Season 2, is a call-in feature of former Hudson Havoc players who've moved on to the next level, and we have on the phone Ryan Hoover, who's up in Adrian, Michigan, at Adrian College. And, uh, Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hi, how you guys doing?
1: Big Meech, Ryan Hoover. It's great to hear your voice, man.
4: Oh, yeah, you too. I kind of miss being in Hudson,
1: though. Yeah, we miss having you, but I'm glad you're doing well.
4: Oh, yeah, for sure. I love it up here.
1: So, Ryan, reflecting back on your
0: days with uh, with, with the Hudson Havoc last season, what are some of the things that uh, that stand out?
4: Uh, well, just like the development that Coach Wall kind of brought to us and all of us and how, how like, close-knit the group was as a whole – That was probably the first time in a long time that I've actually had a team that all of us kind of really connected together as in a whole, and then just being able like the community and the billets. Shout out to Kristen and Melinda. Um, just all the billets kind of really made us feel like home, even though we were all far from home. I mean, I'm like I'm from Dayton, Ohio just like coach wall and uh that's 10 hours away but it felt like i was at home at home the whole time
0: so your the season was a successful season last year and then walk us through the uh the series of events that led to you um going up to adrian college in michigan
4: yeah oh no yeah last season was it was awesome i mean it didn't turn out how we wanted it to be but i mean I guess you always have those those events happen sometimes. Um but yeah, no, pretty much. I I uh I started out I had one, I had surgery last year, so that was kinda hard at the beginning of the season. And coach Coach Wall kinda of brought showing me Hudson and I fell in love with it. And then from there on from practicing to all the all the games we had and then, then the showcase in um in Chicago kinda really brought me out and kinda experienced um some schools that talked to me there and Adrian kinda Adrian was there and once uh, I talked to Adrian and stuff like that and heard about their program, it was kinda like a no brainer to come up here after I visited the campus and fell in love with the school here. Um, it just felt like home it kind of felt like Hudson just in a new location
1: I love hearing that you feel like that 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 makes me really happy as a coach like my, my goal always is to make sure that you guys move on to a great place and you learn a lot here in Hudson and yeah I, th- I think the recruiting process was really cool for you R- Ryan being a guy that was in his last year of junior hockey you had a you know coming back from injury you had a little bit of adversity to face throughout the course of the summer as far as rehab and you really put your head down and got to work and a guy that never complained, he got back to full health and really kind of back in full stride by Christmas time. and looked really, really good at that Chicago showcase. I just remember you being a power force in a few of those first games. Where I think you had two goals um, in a game where we were kind of dragging a little bit, and you kind of really got us going. Um, and from there, I think it really kind of took off. And obviously, after your trip to Adrian, what I think is so cool is us both being from Dayton, Ohio. One of my biggest regrets is, you know, during my years until I got to play pro. Um, A lot of people wonder why I ended up playing pro in Dayton. It was the opportunity to play at home. Um, And knowing that you had the opportunity now from being away from home for so long to be able to be close again, um, I think is awesome. Me and you both come from very similar families where uh, mom and dad are extremely important to us and very valued in our lives, but also too very much involved. And we also have siblings that we both care about quite a bit and they just had to be named Garrett. Um, So it's kind of cool that, you know, to see how the whole thing worked and, and to know that you're in the right fit in the right spot. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on air or not, but like the opportunity you got uh, financially from them as well truly also showed how much they really cared in the support of who you were as a person and how important it was to bring you onto their campus to make sure that you got an education from Adrian College. I think that's really cool and something that can't really be passed over. Um, you wouldn't be there without your hard work as a player in the community, but also too in the classroom. Uh, you really were a, a full 200-foot person for us.
4: Well thank you. Yeah, no, I and I can't thank uh thank you enough and Hudson Havoc. You and Katie did so much for me and I really appreciate it and then also back to that I mean my parents, mom and dad and my whole family of course were definitely one one big key uh support group that I think that I needed. I mean everyone needs for sure. Um they were there for me for day one and they come back here to Adrian, which i not only two hours away. They come to every game we've had so far. Uh, my brother's a senior this year. Uh, shout out to Garrett. He, so I get to go back home for a senior night, which I don't know if I was, if I was far away. Yep. So it's kind of cool that I get to kind of come back close to home, see my family a lot, and then also spend time with my, uh, my, my family for a while. I'm with my sister and my brother-in-law, who have two kids now. So I get to see my nephew and my niece grow up. So that's kind of that's kind
1: of fun. That's great. I love when it kind of comes full circle and you know it works out for everyone. Family, your academics and your athletics. That's extremely important.
0: So Ryan, what's it been? What's it been like? uh, Your first month of college up there in Adrian.
4: (laughs) Well, I guess uh, playing two years of juniors where I didn't really have to do school was a little bit. The whole school aspect is new, but, I mean, I'm getting used to it. I, mean, I have A's and B's, so that's, that's great. Um, the school itself is is just wonderful. It's small, so it's easy. All the professors are great. Um, and then just trying to balance. I mean, One thing that Hudson, Coach Wall definitely, like, showed us is how, like, how to balance. Well, and like juggle all these different things that basically carried forward to school. I mean, right now we've – I mean, I'm doing like – they have like 15 credit hours and practice, and uh, it's a lot. But definitely going to Hudson definitely for sure helped me kind of grow up a little bit more and be mature enough to feel like I'm ready for school. In that aspect, which is is great, and Adrian, everyone here, 100. percent Adrian's definitely a uh, a hockey school. So I mean, we have tons of people in the stands. We have a YouTube channel that broadcasts all of our games for free, so no matter where we're at, family can watch. And it, it, it's just awesome up here for sure.
0: What uh, What do you think the the season's going to be like for the Bulldogs this year?
4: Oh. For us dogs, uh I feel like it's a great great it's gonna be a great season. I think we have a chance of winning a national championship. I mean right now we're uh three and one. Either we're three and one or four and one. all of the boys and we even come from we have four che- uh checks on the team. And every one of us knows knows the goal. We want the goal and we're literally striving for the very best, just like every other team, but when uh when the bulldogs show up, uh, kind of get out of the way because people are scared of us. I would say.
1: I love We're that. We're definitely uh, a
4: hot, a hot, a hot commodity for uh, some teams. Like you see us on the schedule, you might want to start running because once we come into town, we turn into our place.
0: Are you gonna? If you get a chance, are you gonna be able to uh, catch a couple havoc games this year?
4: Oh, 100%. percent. I'm actually planning on coming up for a uh, for the New Year's game. Uh, I believe they play uh, the Blue Ox, and you know, last season the Blue Ox didn't really like me so much. So, uh, it'd be kind of fun to go to that game just to show up, it's like, "Oh, I guess he's back."
1: Oh, you got <laughs> you've got me cracking up here. Oh my goodness, I love it, man. Honestly, one one of the best things about you is your personality and just how original you are and true to yourself. Like that—that's one thing that honestly I love the team we've got up here, but I miss you a ton. You are always just so yourself, and your personality is contagious and fun. Um, that that's incredible, and I love that with the mindset. You know, if you're if you're playing the bulldogs, get out of the way. And you know, if, if I'm going to be showing up on uh, New Year's because they didn't like me very much, like I love that you haven't changed a bit, man. It, it's been unbelievable hearing from you.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's definitely
1: something I'm not going to change. I mean, I'd rather
4: rather be myself than try to act like someone I'm not. So,
1: so can I call you a hillbilly that's on air? Me.
4: What was that? Sorry, can kind
1: I of call you a hillbilly on air?
4: Oh, uh, you can call me a hillbilly on air. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, brother. So it's okay. I mean, the cool thing is, the the funny thing is, sometimes there's a car on, on campus that's uh is all decked out in uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> so it's basically just a race car. So it feels like home.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's back. It's like we're back in Hubertucky Tucky in Brookville.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure.
1: Well, Ryan, we want to thank you for, for spending some
0: time with us. We wish you the best of, uh, best of luck being an, an Adrian Bulldog, and thank you for your, for your time in Hudson. And, and, and before you go, is there anything you directly want to say to, uh, to Coach Wall here?
4: Oh, yeah, no, thanks for having me. And, and Coach, thanks for uh, everything you did for me last season. I mean, most people don't give me, give me a shot. So that really means a lot that you kind of – you saw me, you didn't really – me play in person, but you saw some video on me and you just knew where I was from, where you were able to give me a shot. So, I just to say thank you for everything you and Katie did, and all the Billets and Emily and Chris, and everyone in the community of Hudson that really means a lot to me. I mean, most people don't know this, but now if you're listening, you do know, but uh, everyone knows Hudson Vegas, right? And, I did get that tattooed
1: on my leg. <laughs> you did get Hud Vegas tattooed on you. Definitely uh, not my proudest of moments, but at the same time, too, I do think that is awesome. And and I hope you know, like, um, th- there's never a reason for you to thank me at all. Um, it was a pleasure working for you. And you know what I'm going to tell you: there's no need to thank me. You just keep working hard. Like, I hope you know how proud of you of we are proud of you that we are. Um, you've done an unbelievable job at carrying the torch out there and really making an impact on a campus very, very quickly. And that's something that I think is truly you know, admirable about you. You can truly go into any environment, not know a single person, and come out the most popular guy and, and loved. Uh, one, one thing that I can honestly say about you is I don't know a teammate or person in our community that could say a bad word about you. Um, you were there for everything. You were always HUD Vegas first, uh, even sometimes before self, which I think is truly incredible. You don't run across too many guys like you. Um, and honestly, one, one of the best and one of my favorite I had the opportunity to work with. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, Ryan, and uh, we wish
0: you the best of luck up there. And we're going to close this down. Ryan Hoover, now an Adrian Bulldog, former Hudson Havoc. We'll step aside here from a sponsor, and we'll be back for the closing
2: segment of the Hudson Havoc podcast in a moment. Friday, October 15th, the Hudson Havoc open their home season schedule at Gornick Arena, taking on the Rum River Mallards. Puck drop at 7 p.m. The Hoppin' Barrel Warming House is back again and open for business during the Havoc game. Tickets are $10. Kids 10 and under are free. Come on out and see your Hudson Havoc on October 15th at 7 p.m.
0: Back here at Locust Street Studio for our fourth and final segment of this week's Hudson Havoc podcast. We're going to bring Coach Brett Wall back in. A bye week this uh, this coming weekend, but still the Hudson Havoc involved in a lot of things right
1: now. It is a bye week. Uh, instead of a bye week, I like to call it uh, working week. We've been working our butts off and uh, got a big weekend up ahead of us. We have the Youth Hockey Association tryouts, which is going to be a lot of fun. I think for us to, again, gather as kind of a group and, and a, c- a crew um, in our community, which is the rink. I mean, truly, first and foremost, that's where I think this hockey community really starts. It's the community babysitter and where everyone is at. So I think it's going to be awesome to have our guys there. First time, maybe some of these youth players get to see the faces of the new guys and the names of who they are and where they're from. Um, going to be a lot of excitement in that. It's always fun to see, you know when the kids get to see the players and the Havoc guys be around. So being able to kind of have that face-to-face and kind of personal interaction and, and on-ice experience is going to be a lot of fun for some of the kids that are either just getting into hockey or um, have yet to see the new guys' face and who they are yet. Of course, the Hudson Havoc have a lot of community partners that that
0: create create this successful organization, and we would be remiss if we wanted to, didn't talk about uh, some of the great community partners that make this this havoc team go
1: yeah we, we've had some unbelievable uh, people step up and help out in the community um, as far as just taking these guys under the wing we got to thank them all of our sponsors we have uh, a large amount of uh, corporate sponsors community sponsors Wolfpack partnerships um, that kind of have odds and ends of, of all vicinity and variety um, and, and truly without without their support and without their love HUD Vegas is not HUD Vegas what's so cool is our guys can walk around anywhere in town and people know who they are and what's going on Um, And those sponsors help support that. Uh, I know last uh, week we did miss on the jerseys. Pita Pitt is on the front of our jerseys and our logo. I apologize for that. Done an unbelievable job at not only housing some of our players in the past, uh, years, years ago. Um, What was kind of cool about that is Jen kind of introduced herself as, I'm a former billet. Um, And we're like, oh, my goodness, would you like the billet? And she's like, I don't think it's time for me quite yet. But I do know a handful of people. And she kind of got us out there, but also too, Um, brought the Pita Pit business kind of to the forefront of of our eyes and and kind of what it's about and what they do and the healthy, nutritious food they serve and how they do it. And then what I think is also kind of cool, too, is anytime you walk into a Pita Pit, I feel like you can find one of our players on the grill. Um, So she employs a lot of our guys as well and does a really good job at Working with their schedule and being accommodating for them, and also to feeding the guys uh, throughout the course of the year a few times. Of course, we got the home opener coming
0: up on the fifteenth. Yep, uh, that's a week from a week from Friday off week uh, this week a work week, and then the uh, uh, Rum R- the Mallards are coming in for on the fifteenth.
1: Yeah, uh, really looking forward to the home opener. We got we got a big event uh, going on there. will Be a little bit of tailgate out front. The Pita Pit food truck will be there up top. The Hop and Barrel warming house is back um really really looking forward to it going to be a night where we're looking for a lot of community support and i think we're going to be there and a lot of fun things going on it's the first time we get to uh kind of dress rehearse and see everyone out there in our new white jerseys that are looking sharp this year um, so i'm excited to show those off but also to the team to the community we'll, we'll talk more about
0: the uh the home opener next week but we're going to close it down for this week's edition of the hudson havoc podcast we want to thank head coach brett wall harut Tarosian ryan hoover And thank you, the viewer, for tuning in on another Hudson Havoc podcast. We'll be back next week. Uh, Be sure to tune in. We will have this out on Thursday. Good night, everybody.